Hello, and welcome to the So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist podcast, where we learn about the ocean, share sea stories, and explore ocean careers. I'm your host, Kara Musia. Let's dive into today's episode. Happy Shark Week! Did you know that the Discovery Channel has been airing Shark Week annually for over 30 years? I didn't realize it was that long. Bananas! Here on So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist, we are hopping on board with Shark Week with a special bonus episode. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. Today, we are chatting with Jillian Morris-Brake, though some of you may know her as Bimini Shark Girl on the socials. Jillian is a marine biologist, ocean conservationist, videographer, and shark lover. Her work has been featured on BBC, Nat Geo, and Discovery. In this episode, we chat about how Jillian went from studying marine biology to filming sharks and what made her decide to pursue her own project, Sharks for Kids. I've been hearing from y'all and I love it. I've been getting questions about what to do if you want to pursue a marine biology as a career, and Jillian has some really great advice for this. Let's dive in. Jillian, welcome to the show. Awesome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to take it back to the beginning for a minute. Uh, you've done so much work for sharks in your lifetime, but what inspired you to become a marine biologist in the first place? Was there a defining moment? I think I, I grew up in Maine and not too far from the ocean. So we would go like my, my parents would take me and my grandmother lived uh, closer to the coast. And so I remember going to the beach with her and crawling through tide pools and getting excited about snails and little crabs and was always really interested in, and actually told my parents, at the age of five that I wanted to be a marine biologist and I'm sure they thought, oh, okay, great, cool. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's going to be this week's phase. And, um, and it just never went away. I, I was really lucky. My dad went to Florida every year for work and we got to go. So by the time I was like eight or nine, I'd snorkeled with manatees. I'd seen you know, little nurse sharks, um, and just, uh, spent a lot of time outdoors. My parents were really big into camping and, um, being outside and, and so that really kind of inspired this. And it was just something that became a lifelong journey. Um, and it never changed. And I just, the more I learned about it and the more experiences I had, it just kind of solidified that desire. And um, yeah, it wasn't a phase. It's, it was, you know, been a lifelong journey. Yeah, that's incredible. What was your first encounter with a shark like? Uh, it was, I mean, I was a kid, so I was so excited about any animal I saw. It was a little nurse shark, and uh, I, I just remember thinking it was awesome. I didn't think, oh my gosh, it's a shark, or uh, I just thought it was a cool animal, and then immediately went to see if there were books in the library or, you know, what I could find out about it, and uh, that really kind of sparked my interest. Um, but at that stage, it was really just excited about all ocean animals and just fascinated by life underwater, whatever it was. And and so, um, but definitely that sparked my first interest in, oh, sharks. All right, let me see what I can learn about these animals. So you graduate high school in Maine, and then you decided to go to university. What university did you attend and Why? Well, I actually started off going to Central Connecticut State. Uh, I was a basketball player, and so I was trying to find the balance between getting the degree that I wanted and playing a sport that I loved, and uh, transferred and was very focused on this is my opportunity to play basketball and um, at a big school, and then the, honestly, the program wasn't 
exactly what I was looking for. So I transferred um, and then I, I studied behavioral biology at the University of New England. It was a much smaller school, really involved professors, really great programs. Um, I also took some classes at the University of Florida um, just to kind of round everything out. But um, yeah, I just, I, I found that it was a better fit for me um, and more opportunities, a great internship program. And that opened a lot of doors, um, just the volunteer work and internships I did while I was there, um, you know, made connections that I still am connected with and still, you know, <clears throat> and opened a lot of doors as far as experiences and what I made me aware of what was available out there as well. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was definitely, I'm really glad I, I changed schools and, and didn't just settle and, and, and work towards finding what was, what I needed and to meet my goals and, and learned a lot in the process. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So was the internship through university? Um, so I did a couple. I, I did, actually did my first one with Moat Marine Lab. Okay. Um, was that down in, in the um, in the Keys or in the west coast of Florida? The west coast of Florida. So okay. um, I had started out in their marine mammal program, and then they had an opening in the sharks. And so before I headed down, they asked if I was interested in the sharks, and I was like, absolutely. So uh, that was my first shark tagging, and a nurse shark was the first shark I ever tagged. And so <laughs> the, the, like I have this like lifelong love of nurse sharks, even though sometimes they don't get as much love or attention as some of the more charismatic or larger species. But there's something about nurse sharks I, I think are amazing, and I think they're great ambassadors for sharks. So, um, yeah, and then I, I volunteered, um, kind of doing some dive programs and, and right out of university, I actually took a job on a research support vessel. So got to work on various shark projects, worked with Sylvia Earle, um, did a ton of diving. And so really just sort of got a lot of experience, um, in a kind of all these different worlds that were underwater. I, it was the first time I took photos underwater and videos and um, just got to experience and, and learn a lot driving boats. I mean, the captain, the owner was great and just whatever I wanted to learn, he was he was really open to giving me those opportunities. So um, I built a lot of skills and um, just explored, you know, coral reef studies. We we're doing fish ID, just amazing um, opportunities to kind of um, figure out a little bit more of what my options were and um, you know, what I wanted to continue onwards with. So your, you know, your university experience kind of led you to Moat and all from there, it led you to just all these other opportunities and internships. And, but it was really more, it sounds like your curiosity and wanting to learn more and become more of a, like a well-rounded seafarer, essentially. So that kind of prompted the rest of it. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I always, you know, I get a lot of emails and messages and stuff from people like, how do I do this? And what do you recommend? And my biggest piece of advice for anybody that is in school, going to school, thinking about school or has done school and just maybe wants to change in career is those internships and the volunteering is, is really, it gives you field experience and you learn so much and you learn how to react and you learn how to deal with things, the weather, challenges of equipment, all these things. And you also learn what you're really interested or not. Um, and I think that's really critical. It's not necessarily just about finding out what you want to do, but also the things that you're definitely not interested in. And um, obviously, university classes and the degrees are, are very important. But I really, really think um, for people, 
a degree isn't enough anymore. You really have to have that hands-on field experience. And I, I think it's critical. And it's also a lot of fun. And you learn a lot about life and yourself. So it's much bigger than just, okay, I need to get some credit hours and an internship. It's it's far beyond that. And I know I learned a lot of life skills and, and just um, learned a lot about myself and what I wanted to do in those experiences. It wasn't simply the shark science or, you know, whatever project I was working on. Um, I learned some really valuable things about myself and just skills that I've used continuously through my life. And um, those are extremely valuable. And, and it was a lot of fun. I met incredible people, people I still connect with, still work with, um, people that really inspired me, uh, you know, mentors that have now become friends and colleagues. Uh, so yeah, just a really, really important part and a really special part of my journey that I recommend to everyone that's interested in this kind of field. I'm really glad you highlighted that. That's one thing that when people ask me, that's the one thing I tell them is to volunteer, find an internship, or just you know donate your time to volunteers or citizen science because it's it's easier to kind of find those roles and you just learn a lot and there's not the commitment of oh it's a job like you know if you don't like it it's a little bit harder to get out of like a volunteer thing you just can grow by leaps and bounds so I'm really glad you highlighted that yeah definitely. What was it like working with Sylvia Earle? I have to ask. It was pretty incredible. I think my mom had bought a Nat Geo book when I was little at a yard sale. And it was, I just remember seeing a woman. It was one that had her and I think one of her subs and doing stuff or wearing a suit. And I rem, you know, I grew up in a really small town in Maine. And the only people that ever came to our school and dealt with animals were men. And so I went, wait a minute, there's a woman doing this. This is really cool. And I don't think I quite process the whole deeper meaning at that stage but it was like oh cool and uh so working with her um was you know it was a deep coral project I wasn't in the submarine but we were the support divers and dive team and just you know chatting with her um yeah just she's just amazing and she's so wonderful she takes the time to speak with you and uh, you know I've seen her since and um I actually a couple years ago I wrote a children's book and I got to give her a copy and it was probably one of the coolest things I've gotten to do just because I got to say to her, you know, you've been such an inspiration most of my life. And uh, now this is something that I'm super proud of. And I get to share it with you. And just, you know, you're part of this, you're part of this journey. And you're part of the journey for so many women out there, just realizing that this is this is for them too. it's not just the shark science, but science in general, um, diving this world that still is is pretty heavily dominated by men. It's getting better and better and more and more women are getting involved, but still as a woman who did this before women did it before and just, you know, paved the way for so many people. And I just, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that, you know, her wisdom and just kindness and she's so genuine when you speak to her really because um, hundreds, thousands of people talk to her all the time. And I really feel like she makes you feel like she's, she's, listening and um yeah so it's it's been really special to kind of have that come full circle with her and and uh yeah just something I cherish and continues to inspire me that's really cool I'm sure that was a really special moment for both of you really I mean how how wonderful would that be to hear that your work inspired you know more good work that's really cool when did you get dive certified um, I was 21. So you're still 21. in your undergrad. 
Yeah. So I was 20 because I, again, I grew up in a pretty small town and there weren't really options. Um, No one I knew was a diver. So I didn't really, my parents weren't divers. My dad had been diving, I think, um, but not, I don't think he was certified. I think he just went with friends and in like the seventies. And and, uh, (laughs) so it was no like, oh, my parents are divers. So they're going to get me certified as soon as I I can. So it was something I'd wanted to do. And finally, um, yeah, at UNE, they offered, they had a course and you could take it as a student. And so I I did it right there and got certified in in Maine and uh, learned all about cold water diving. Um, oh yeah 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 so uh and then promptly headed to florida and decided that i really like warm water diving so uh yeah it was, it's amazing um challenging obviously cold water diving is is a bit more challenging especially like some of the areas we were in not the best viz and um a lot more gear a lot more weights and um but i was immediately hooked like i just i remember the first time in the pool like breathing underwater and like just being so excited and then you know it's really changed my life I know people always are like oh it's kind of weird I'm like no it it really has like when you do that and the things that I've gotten to do and share and experience because I've been able to go underwater are you know the coolest things I've ever gotten to do so um they're really really special and sharing that with other people and and you know the the people I've met as well I think the biggest thing of all of this is just the people you get to meet and work with uh it's really awesome and and it inspires you when you have those days that are kind of tough and um but yeah diving changed my life um and it's been something that I was a scuba instructor for a while I taught underwater photo and video and just really loved sharing that and getting other people excited um and now you know now I'm a patty ambassador diver and I love kind of spreading that message and encouraging other women, but also kids as well and students to, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be, um, you know, some elite diver to make a difference into this. And even if it's just you're a tourist and you go underwater when you go on vacation and you share those photos and videos or experience with your friends and family, that is really making a difference. And um, just, to help people realize like it's so incredible every time you go underwater and and I, I you know that's I love sharing that with people and I want everyone to have that experience because it's it's just really been such a big part of my life that's really awesome that's special so did you decide when you graduated college did you decide to go on to get your master's or did, is that when you decided to become a dive instructor um, no, I actually went to Australia to work. Um, I worked on a research boat, like I said, for a little bit. And then I went to Australia to work on a research project to look at doing um, a PhD. And I just, I felt like at that point, I didn't really want to um, go necessarily down the a more focused science route. I loved it, mm-hmm. but I just thought, I really want to be in the field. I want to be, uh, I don't know that I, I wouldn't really want to teach in academia. So I don't know. And at the time, like, I don't think I realized like as many options for what a PhD or something could do for me or a master's. And so I just decided to explore a little bit longer and, and see, and then kind of got into, um, you know, did research for a while and then kind of got more into the media side of things mm-hmm. um, and realized when I was taking my photos and videos home, how interested people were and, oh, wow, I didn't know you could get that close to a shark or I didn't know you could do this. And I thought, you know, hang on, this is this is kind of cool. Like I can share this with people. So what do I do? How do I get this out there? How do I do more of this? And how do I share and educate 
using this? What are my options with that? And that kind of led to more film and, and photography work, which then led to um, actually creating Sharks for Kids. So um, it all sort of flowed together. And um, while still doing research projects and still being actively involved in, in various shark science um, projects, but always kind of that focus became really communication and using media to do that. You brought up Sharks for Kids, which is absolutely something I wanted to chat with you about. You did shark education for a while before even starting Sharks for Kids. So why sharks? And then what made you decide to create your own program about them? Yeah, well, having um, I worked when I was teaching scuba, I did a lot of shark stuff. And then I started working as a shark diving guide. And because I had a marine biology background, I worked as a naturalist and, you know, just teaching people about sharks, just really in my you know early 20s just trying all these different things like what what's going to get me out on the water what am i excited about what you know how can i do this and just sort of i think what we all try and do is you walk you get this degree and you're like now what and especially mm-hmm. in marine science it's like it's not as easy as if you you know say something like a nursing degree you're you're going to work as a nurse like it's not quite it's 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 a bit more vague about what you can do or what you're going to do. So I just started trying anything that seemed interesting and, and what do I want to do? And, um, and also building skills. Like I didn't think I would, I didn't teach scuba for very long, but it was a skill set that I still value and has still been very helpful along the way. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just kind of, um, you know, you do that. And then my mom's a teacher and I had friends that were teachers and, Hey, can you come into school and talk to the kids? And got asked by another organization to, to do some curriculum and activities. And, um, when I was going into schools, I, I would always look for activities because this was quite a few years ago, you know, probably 10, 12 years ago. And I wasn't necessarily finding activities or things that I wanted to, to go along with the talk. So just kind of thought about it and went, well, why can't I create them? And, uh, so sat on that idea for a while, like, what if I had this website? What if I took all of the media and took the science and created stuff? Like what's stopping me from doing that? And then sat on it for a while and actually turned 30. And my husband was like, are you going to do this or what? You've been talking about it for a few years. Like, come on. And I said, right. All right. Do you want to, you're going to do it with me then. And and my best friend had just finished his PhD, um, doing tiger shark research in Australia. And, um, and so he had been doing school visits and teacher programs. And so I said, right, you're going to do it with me as well. And it was sort of a passion project for all of us. Like, wouldn't this be really cool if we did this? And, uh, we worked on it for a year before we launched it. And then now it's just, it's grown, um, more than we ever expected. Uh, it's, you know, it's changed and evolved into something much bigger than I think any of us ever envisioned. And it's growing. Like we have so many exciting projects and plans that it just, for me was being able to bring all the things that I had done from diving, science, media, all that experience together in one place to do something I love. So I really was able to then create my career, my, my, you know, my path and, um, something that I'm very, very passionate about. Uh, but I also had, you know, combine all the things I had done and loved and, and get to, to do all of those things. Like I get to do research, I get to dive, I get to photograph, I get to film. So I get to do all of that and I get to share it with kids all over the world, which is just the most awesome thing. So yeah, it was, it's a, it was a way to bring all of those things together and make them work as something. 
That's absolutely incredible. So you educate children worldwide about sharks. So you'll cop on a Skype call or go and visit them in the classroom. What does a typical lesson kind of look like for say like an elementary school age child in your classroom? Yeah, well, we do kind of work with each group to uh, uh, create an experience that is what they're interested in. So we might have a school that says they're talking about adaptations. So sharks have incredible adaptations and, and really cool stuff. And so we might focus on that or we might, you know, what's the day in the life of a marine biologist? Um, <laughs> so we kind of we work with the school to fit what they're what they're looking for. Um, but no matter what, the, the kind of the idea is, is facts. We really want kids to understand uh, the reality of sharks versus what they've seen or they're going to see. Um, and then how do they, what can they do? Because, you know, as a, you know, we're kids, you feel like sometimes adults overlook you or you don't have a voice. And so helping kids understand that there's actually a lot of things that they can do that it isn't necessarily just for sharks, but it's things that they can do that really benefits everyone, the oceans, the planet. You know, we talk about using less plastic. We talk about, um, you know, educating their friends and their peers as well, like making shark posters and sharing facts. And um, and so there's a lot of different things that we cover, but we always, the emphasis is always like how kids can actually get involved now that they know that, you know, they're not man-eating monsters, sharks are really important. What can they do to be part of conservation? Um, and so, yeah, so the lesson kind of, whether it's virtual or in person, um, you know, we have a lot of photos and videos. That's what, you know, my husband films for T he's on a, a research boat right now filming sharks and then, you know, films for BBC and discovery and animal planet. So we have an incredible amount of shark footage. Um, yes. and, and so, yeah, so we utilize that and, and really cool stuff and new cameras and fin cameras and virtual reality. And so we utilize all that media that's kind of changing the way we study the oceans and we incorporate it to teach kids and, and share that experience. So uh, it's a lot of fun and interactive. We ask a lot of questions. They ask us questions. Um, in person, we bring in like the tags or the cameras and as much physical stuff that they can actually see or touch um, so that it helps them connect to it a little bit more. And uh, yeah, and it's kind of you know, it's age appropriate. We, we do anything from like pre-K all the way through university students. Um, you know, we now have a team of about 25 volunteers um, and ambassadors that are also doing programs uh, all over and um, really expanding our reach, which is, is so exciting. And it's also amazing to be able to have sort of people that are essentially interns and they're gaining that experience and to now be able to be in a place to offer that, um, you know, to other people is, is really cool. And I think that's, one of my favorite parts about this is, again, it comes back to the people like it is it's shark focused, but it really is about working with um, incredible people that no matter what our path is sort of or our backgrounds, we have one common goal. And we're all just trying to figure out our way to try and save the things that we love and protect them and um, the ocean sharks and really just be global citizens. And, and we're on that same journey. Um, and so connecting with people from all over to do that is is really special. That's awesome. So Sharks for Kids isn't just about you getting into the classroom or kind of connecting with kids and on their own level. It's also about getting people out into the ocean and interacting with the sharks. What does an expedition with Sharks for Kids look like? Yeah, so we have a couple different things. 
things. We, we run a shark tagging program. We've partnered with the Guy Harvey Research Institute in Fort Lauderdale. So we actually take students out to participate hands-on in shark science. It's an ongoing study that they are, are doing in the Fort Lauderdale area. Mm-hmm. And the students get to go out and, you know, we secure the sharks and handle the animal. But the kids do all the measurements. They tag the shark. Um, and so giving them that experience, which I would have loved when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and then in the Bahamas, because that's where I'm based, um, we do a lot of programs with local dive shops and um, Bahamas National Trust to get local kids out because people go to the Bahamas to swim with sharks. It's the shark diving capital of the world, but locals don't always have that experience and they don't have those opportunities. And if we want the shark sanctuary that's there to continue to exist, uh, we need these kids to to understand why tourists spend millions of dollars every year to come swim with sharks. And if we don't connect the local community, we're not going to have sharks there. Um, and so we, we actually take the kids out. We take them to snorkel, to see the sharks. And just we want them to see what's in their backyard that why do people travel from across the globe to come to your backyard? And I just really believe that they they should have that opportunity if if we're, we're asking them to continue to protect sharks, to continue voting and supporting the, those things, the laws that have been established, we need to give them that opportunity to see these animals and to understand them and to not be afraid. And um, so those are kind of our student programs. And then we also do offer trips that are more geared for just the general public to come out with us. We're going to Guadalupe to swim with Great Whites next month. Um, and, uh, just to learn a little more, you know, it's an amazing trip, um, just to, to see the great whites, but then also we do presentations. We work with everybody. If somebody wants to work on their photo and videos, or they want to learn a little bit more about the science behind, um, what's going on out there or just with sharks in general, or, you know, how, now I've done this trip, how do I take it back to my classroom or share it? You know, what can I do with this? Um, so those are kind of, you know, we have something for students, but then also adults who just want to learn more and have, you know, a a little bit more than just a dive vacation. Um, They want to be able to take something back with them. So yeah, it's kind of cool to be able to work with all those different age ranges and different projects. That's great. So you can just expand the knowledge throughout the age ranges. Yeah. You touched on it earlier. You also authored a book called Norman the Nurse Shark. What inspired Norman the Nurse Shark? Um, well, my love of nurse sharks, uh, I wanted, I've always wanted to write a children's book. Uh, that was something since I was in high school, I, I, it was on my life list to do. And once Sharks for Kids started kind of growing, I, I thought this is the perfect time and this is kind of a, a great teaching tool. And, and so we went back and forth and, you know, everyone was like, do a white shark, do a hammerhead. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a nurse shark. I love nurse sharks. We already had our characters. So when we created sharks for kids, we had cartoon characters just to, you know, for, especially for younger kids, just to look at sharks and say, Oh, this one's kind of cute. And he's helping me learn about sharks. And just instead of a big gaping mouth with teeth and, right, um, you know, it just kind of kids like cartoons. I loved cartoons. Like, and so how can we make this a little bit fun and, um, you know, kind of cute. And so, um, Norman was the second character we ever had. And, um, so I thought, all right, we'll, we'll have Norman and he's going to go on an adventure and, um, you know, he's going to learn a little bit about, you know, kids are going to learn about ocean ecosystems and plastic and overfishing and 
but it's going to be in a fun cartoony way as Norman goes on his adventure instead of, you know, it's just a little bit easier for them to digest and um, makes it more interesting as well. It's not like, you know, they're getting taught a, a lesson, you know, it's, it's really kind of engaging and fun and cute. So they're interested, but they're learning while they're just enjoying Norman on his adventure. Painless learning. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are there going to be any follow-ons to Norman the Nurse Shark? There are. Our next one I've started working on. Um, yeah, it was just, we've been super busy. Um, Sharks for Kids has grown so much and I'm so grateful. Like just have a really amazing group of people and our supporters and, you know, the people who donate because we are, we are a nonprofit. So obviously donations are huge for that to support the work that we do. And um, so I'm always so grateful. And, um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, it'll be done. And, and then I realized that there's all these other projects we've got going, which is really exciting. So it's, it's been started. It's a tiger shark. So um, we are excited about that. And uh, the same illustrator is going to work with us again. Um, he's really excited. And um, so yeah, it's, it's in the works. Um, and uh, I don't know the exact timeline. Um, because every time I kind of set one, it doesn't seem to happen. So um, <laughs> we're just working on it. And uh, but yeah, we're definitely the goal is to do quite a few in this series. I mean, that was really kind of the intent. So um, and to do some, you know, a whole different range. And again, the, the focus of there'll be different, you know, they won't cover the same stuff, they're going to cover all, all different aspects of ocean life and conservation and science um yeah but just to get again get kids excited and interested in these animals by having you know enjoying a, a little cartoon and hopefully falling in love with that character that's fantastic so what's the future for sharks for kids yeah well we have right now um we're actually going to be launching our first teacher workshop so um that's going to be for next summer in the bahamas you know if people are interested if you kind of check out our website and our social media pages we're actually announcing it this week and it's for next summer. And so teachers will get to go out and we're partnering with the Bimini Shark Lab. So teachers are going to get to tag sharks, swim with sharks, snorkel in the mangroves, uh, see all these different ocean habitats and then work with us. Uh, we're providing specialized curriculum and lesson plans so that now they have this awesome adventure. And how do you take it back to the classroom? How do you take that experience and incorporate it into your, your teaching and your lesson plans and, um, you know, just to really have that hands-on science and sort of environmental education experience, uh, very STEM-focused, and how to take that back into their their school to translate that and how that will help them effectively teach their students about the oceans. Wonderful. Yeah, it's important. You know, teachers are usually pretty enthusiastic and on board with bringing more hands-on things to their students and more worldly applicable things. But it's always wonderful to get the teachers out and really get their hands-on, get them even more excited about what they're teaching. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my mom's a teacher and she's been out shark diving and tagging and it's it's so cool to see her take that back. Plus she gets some street cred with her students. Like she's been swimming with sharks and, and right. they love that. And they think that's really cool. And um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's changed the way she teaches that curriculum. And you know, we were getting asked for that. So um, that and, you know, we're doing a lot, we're working on a lot more video content to then be used in lesson plans. Um, we have some new curriculum that'll be out uh, for the new school year. Uh, we're always creating kind of new activities and new coloring sheets. Um, but sort of, yeah, just uh, a, a lot of new content on the website for for teachers. And it's it's all free. It's all free. It has teaching guides. Like, uh, we really want to make it easy along with our, you know, school visits and um, sort of outreach programs, 
our website has curriculum. Um, by the the new school year, it'll be fully K through 12. It's it's next generation science standard and ocean literacy aligned. Um, just to really make it as easy as possible for people to use this, whether it's a homeschool group or it's a you know a classroom anywhere, um, or you know a community group, an after school club, like everything is you know making it as user friendly as possible to encourage more people to bring this into their classroom no matter where they live. Wonderful. Why Bimini? What made you decide to settle in Bimini? Um, well, Bimini is is home to the Shark Lab, which is um, you know world famous. It's been mm. there since 1990. Uh, Doc Gruber started it, and um, it's really iconic. If you want to work with sharks, you've probably you've at least heard of it or you've been there. Um, you know, it's launched a lot of careers for you know some of the top shark scientists that are out there now, and it's just it's really sharky. So um, I did projects with the lab in 2004 and 2005, and then. Uh, it just kept finding my way back there. And then my husband and I just kind of kept going back there. And he was a the media manager at the lab and uh, when we met. And so we just, it's a really special place. It's a tiny little island, but there's a lot of sharks. And uh, so we just kind of kept finding ourselves back there. And then we were both traveling to film and photograph. And it didn't really matter where we went home to because we were traveling so much for work. So we just decided that, um, why not have home be there? That's where, we, and then we can, we can be out and we can do lots of projects and, and, uh, yeah, that was seven years ago. So, um, and you know, we, we love it. We'd still travel a lot for work, but we just, it's a really, really special place. And, um, it's pretty incredible to be able to go, Hey, you want to go swim with lemon sharks? Yeah, sure. And then we go and there are lemon sharks and we're in the, you know, mangroves or, you know, in the winter, let's go jump in with great hammerheads. And so, uh, it's a very sharky place, um, very healthy populations, and uh, there's not a lot of places in the world that are quite like that with crystal clear water, you know, shallow places, it's close to get to, so um, it's it's why people go there to film and dive, it's just the conditions are amazing, and it's, it's sharky, uh, so it's just, we kind of kept finding ourselves back there, so finally said, right, we're, we're just gonna make this our home base. Sounds like it was a convenience as well as love love for it yeah yeah it's I mean if you want to work with sharks I mean it's it's one of the best places in the world and you can see that from it's on shark week every year it's on all these different programs and you know we worked on blue planet live in March so the BBC we're, we're there and live broadcasting from underwater because the sharks are that consistent and that reliable um so pretty incredible scientists from all over the world travel there for research, you know, to partner with the lab and, um, and then divers. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of got that mix of education and science and conservation all in a, a tiny little place, which is pretty incredible. And, you know, the world knows about the Bahamas for their, their efforts to protect sharks, but also the research that's, that's done there. Um, you know, you also have the Cape Luther Institute on, Eleuthera, which has done a lot of groundbreaking work on deep sea sharks. And um, so, it's, you know, for these tiny little islands, it's incredible that the sanctuary, the amount of education and science that's happening there, um, it, it really has sort of set a standard. And, and people definitely look to the Bahamas to, to learn. And, and um, yeah, so all of that's happening and it's exciting to be part of it. That's fantastic. So if any, if, you know, a random person wanted to come and tour 
Bimini Biological Field Station. Is that possible? Yeah, they definitely can. Uh, the lab is open. They usually offer tours every day. Um, they still offer kind of research experiences so people can go and sort of get a week of what it's like to be an intern there. And I, and I definitely recommend that. We're lucky, you know, we live just down the road, so we still do a lot of projects with the with the lab. And um, my husband's on the board of directors and um, still do a lot of film shoots. And we partner with the lab for our education projects. So we visit the schools together. We have the kids come down. And, um, you know, again, it's it's great to team up with organizations that are, you know, have the same goal and, and, you know, we're, we're trying to save these animals and to learn more about them. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something to, to check out. Um, if you are in Bimini, either just for a tour, but also to see, uh, the research experience is, is five days of, of living and breathing as, as a marine scientist. So, um, and it's open to anyone. So very, very cool option. If, you want to dip your toe in the marine science world or for those that said, oh, I was going to be a marine biologist, but I decided to do something else. And it gives you kind of that chance to experience that. You can come back and relive the glory. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Live the glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. You mentioned earlier that you're a paddy ambassador. What does that mean or kind of look like? Um, yeah, so I, I am a, I have my Patty Dive Master and, uh, it's really just, you know, using your experience to want to get other people interested in diving and kind of share that. Um, for me, it's a lot about encouraging other women to start diving and, you know, it's definitely changing. It's getting so much better. But I mean, when I started to dive, it was like, you might be the only woman on the dive boat and, (laughs) Um, you know, this idea that I, I remember being like, I have to get everything in black because I want to ever, I need people to take me serious. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just this idea and, <clears throat> um, and also just to inspire kids and, and get them excited about why, what diving can do, why learning to dive. Um, and it's, it's a great teaching tool. Um, we do, we have, you know, some of our junior ambassadors are divers. And so getting to share that with them and doing dives with them. But it's really, I think, just about sharing your experience and what what that can be like um, so that if people don't know. And it's people from all over the world with all different experiences in diving. And just um, I think it helps if people look at you and can relate to you and and you can share that and say, well, look, I'm doing it. And there's no reason you can't like this is this is something for all of us. And, um, you know, it's it's really for me, again, it, it changed my whole life. So to talk about that and to share that and encourage other people to try it, um, I think is 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 very easy for me. It's something that, again, I, I, I'm always talking about it. I'd love everyone to have the opportunity and um, because it's just, it's so special to, and the fact that we can even do it, the fact that we can sit on the bottom of the ocean and watch these animals and um, experience that and we have the, the ability to do that, um, yeah, it's just, it's remarkable. And and so I want people to to see that and to know that the ocean is, you know, this amazing place and we've got to take better care of it. And I think if you put people there and they see it and experience it, it's much easier for them to be able to, to, you know, rethink the choices they're making. And when we say, oh, we've got to save the oceans. If you've actually been in the ocean and had that you're connected to it and it's much easier to kind of create that empathy and the action. Same thing with the kids, with the sharks, like, you know, not everyone's going to have that opportunity to go to the ocean. We're very lucky, but if we can get these kids that live there to go in the water and they're not afraid and they have this incredible experience, 
going to be a lot easier to get them to care about this as they grow up and to make choices that reflect that than if they've never been in the water and, and, um, or, you know, don't understand why the tourists do it, but they can't, or, you know, there's a huge disconnect. And it's really about making those connections with the sharks, with the diving, and, and the more people that we can kind of create those connections, the easier it is going to be to to get this conservation actions happening, to use less plastic, to clean the beach, to go diving and share your photos. So it really is all connected. I mean, my focus is sharks, but it's really all connected. And diving is a tool for that. Fantastic. Yes. I mean, it is all connected. That's kind of one of the magic things about diving in the ocean. It really feels magical, right? You can breathe underwater mm-hmm. and then you get to explore this wonderful, beautiful world. Exactly. It's it's just awesome and uh, so special. And it's the last place you think like on our planet where you can truly be an explorer. I always tell kids like <laughs> you could discover a new species. You could go to a place that no human has been before. And that's exciting. That is, I mean, to have that feeling of exploration still, even with all the technology and travel and access to everything that we have, to have a place that you can actually still explore and that we know so little about. Um, yeah, I think there's something really, really fascinating. And that fascinates me. And I hope that that gets kids excited too, that, you know, you could discover a new species of shark. Like that's incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is. What's your favorite field story or stories to tell or the coolest thing you've seen while diving? Um, I think probably my favorite moment was um, getting to film a lemon shark give birth Mm. uh, in Bimini. uh, They give live birth. So each little shark pup has an umbilical cord that attaches them to the female and then they have to break it off and it leaves them a little shark belly button, which is pretty cool. And adorable. they're adorable. Yeah, they're, they're and they're so cute. Like they kind of are all sort of bouncing around and figuring it out when they're born. And then it's like somebody flips a switch and immediately they start moving around. They head to, you know, they're looking for the mangroves. They're taking shelter. They're finding food. Uh, so you watch this little shark start its life. Um, and yeah, I just to see that happen, because I also think people don't realize that some sharks give birth to live young. Um, right. So just to to witness that and to see these amazing little animals, but to see how vulnerable they are when they're little, um, yeah, probably you know the most amazing thing I've I've seen, and um, yeah, just really really special. Very few people you know get to witness that, and um, then to to be able to have that to to show people and to teach people and and share it, um, really 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 special. What a cool moment! What's your favorite part about your job then? Uh, I think it changes all the time. I love that uh, one day I'm, you know, on the computer doing Skype calls with kids. And then the next day I'm photographing lemon sharks in the mangroves. And then the next day I might be out tagging sharks. And I just love that I I do a lot of different things. And I I still, again, I get to combine those things. And um, it's challenging. I'm constantly learning new things. And that's what I think keeps it going. And, you know, having started my own business and being a scientist and not a business person, I've learned (laughs) a lot. Um, So that's been, uh, but it's interesting. It's like, I love learning new things and I love the challenges. And so really the favorite part is definitely that um, I get to do do all of these, these different things that really ultimately with the goal of, of trying to protect sharks and to save them so that 
the future generations and our oceans will have them and um, and having a lot of fun along the way and that you know every day really does look different and yeah that keeps it interesting and challenging and I think that's uh, for me is is definitely the best part. Yeah it's wonderful that you can kind of just every day is different it keeps variety is the spice of life so you truly get to spice it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to be a marine biologist or what advice should they ignore? I think one is people are going to tell you, don't do it. There's no jobs. There's no money. Um, That's what I got told. And, you know, yeah, the job market is competitive. Uh, But I also believe that if you really want to do this, you will find a way. Um, And it may not look exactly like you thought it would. My path has not looked anything like what I had envisioned. And I think that's really cool because it's changed and grown. And um, as I've discovered new things and I've learned about myself, you know, if somebody says that, don't, don't listen to that. Um, But then the internships, get out there, get your feet wet, literally, Um, drive a boat, learn to dive, learn to fish. Uh, If you're, you know, if you want to be working in a lab, like get in there, there's, you know, there's all sorts of research experiences and opportunities. So, you know, don't, don't just study it, but actually go live it and breathe it. And what is that like? What does it mean to be working in a lab? What does it mean to be on a boat? Um, you know, what is it like to be on a, at sea? Like maybe you've never been to sea, like dealing with seasickness or dealing with the weather. I mean, these are things you, you need to find out. And uh, there's nothing better than, you know, field experience and getting out there and living what you want to do. Um, you build skills, you network, you build relationships, um, and you really learn about what it's like. Uh, and if, if that's going to be for you, I mean, if, <clears throat> you know, if you're someone who, decides that you know being on boats is just too much you get really seasick yeah you might have to say okay I'm going to do this I'm going to work um at an aquarium and I'm going to do research there because I don't have to go on a boat but I can still contribute and and be a part of the science aspect because you know some of the aquariums around the world are doing really incredible research so those are things that you can find out and and you also may find out that you definitely don't want to be in a lab you want to be in the field and that's the best part is being out on a boat um so I, I think, again, that to me was the most valuable, um, you know, learning that I received during that time. Uh, the other stuff was important, but I just I really feel like those field experiences kind of shaped the journey and the direction I was going. And, and I learned so much about the experience, the, the kind of the career, myself, life. I just really, really valuable. Great advice. What's something that you've done that your younger self would have, wouldn't have even like dreamt of or maybe dreamt about, but didn't even think it was possible? Um, I don't think when I was younger that I, I definitely didn't understand uh, probably the diving with sharks as much as I do. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I would have been excited, but I don't remember really thinking like, Oh, I, that's what I, you know, I want to do that as much or, or understanding, um, or maybe even tagging a shark. Cause I didn't really, I think when I was very young, I didn't necessarily understand. And obviously the world of shark science has changed a lot. Um, so I think the fact that, you know, I would have never envisioned, you know, putting a satellite tag and tracking a shark for three years, um, Mm -hmm. and being able to see their movements and understand their migration patterns or, you know, being in the water with, 14 foot great hammerheads. I, I, I don't <laughs> think that I had envisioned that. And which is 
makes it even cooler. Like I think when you have these moments and experiences that happen that you didn't expect, uh, you know, it's, it's incredible. So I probably didn't expect those things. Um, I, I knew I, you know, I knew I wanted to work with ocean animals and, and with sharks, but yeah, definitely didn't see that stuff coming, uh, which again, it's evolved and changed and which is, is really exciting and has been exciting. That's really cool. So I have a question for mostly my own curiosity. Since you spent so much time with sharks, why aren't there, I see all these interactions with lemon sharks and even like white tips and tiger sharks and great whites even. Why aren't there any interactions with bull sharks or are there and I'm just missing them? Um, There are. I mean, there's definitely spots. I mean, I think bull Bull sharks sometimes get a bad reputation, obviously, because um, if people are spearfishing, like in the Bahamas and Florida, and sharks mm-hmm. come in and, you know, thank you, you did all the hard work, I'll take that fish. Right. Um, but there's, I mean, Mexico, there's a dive site with bull sharks. Fiji, I've not done the Mexico, and I've done Fiji, which is incredible. I mean, it's 60 bull sharks, and then later in the year, I think they've had over 100 on site. Um, and, yeah, it, it's it's and they're big. They're much bigger than the bull sharks we have in Florida and the Bahamas. Um, and just to see them and, and, uh, yeah, so there are definitely, um, sites. We also in Bimini have, um, the bull sharks come in to feed on the fishermen's scraps during, you know, certain times of year. Mm-hmm. Um, they like Wahoo, like the fishermen do. So, um, <laughs> the Wahoo scraps, they come in. And so the dive operator actually put a cage in the water. So now people can get in. And even if you're not a certified diver, you can get in and see them. It's pretty shallow. It's kind of right in the marina. It's not always clear, but on a clear day, it's it's incredible. And so, yeah, giving people an opportunity. So there are um, it, not maybe as common as you like, you see blue sharks or, you know, Tiger Beach with the tiger sharks, but there are definitely um, interactions and, uh, and opportunities with that. But Every species of shark is very different to work with their behaviors um, and how to sort of be able to have those interactions. And I think bull sharks for a lot of people are very intimidating versus, you know, the nurse sharks. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think the one thing, no matter what the species is, whether it's, you know, a baby nurse shark or it's a great white, is respect. They're still wild animals. I love them. um, But we, there's not a moment when I'm in the water that I don't stop giving them respect. And, and remember, they are wild animals. They, they deserve that. They deserve their space. Um, you know, we're constantly watching their behavior and, and, you know, making sure that we're not doing something that isn't, you know, is, is stressing or harming the animal. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see the need to ride or wrestle sharks. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, so I, 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 I don't, I don't understand why, like we can be in the same space with them. You can sit with them. You can dive with them. You can snorkel with them. They may bump into you. They do. Um, but I just, I, I think we really have to remember that they're wild animals. They are predators and we are very, very lucky at the interactions we can have. And it just shows you how intelligent and amazing these animals are because we can have those. Mm-hmm. Um, we are able to be in the water with these massive animals um, and I, a big part of that is, you know, they're far more intelligent than people get them credit for, but it's, it's respecting and, and working with them. And, um, and then, you know, you do see like the feeding, the dives that the feeders and stuff, they work with those animals and they, they spend a lot of time to build that connection. And 
you know, Christina Zanato, who is a, a dive guide and just amazing human in Freeport. And she's been working with the sharks there for over 20 years. And they swim in, they lay down on her lap. These reef sharks have such a bond with her um, mm. that they'll come in and rest and she removes hooks. And so, uh, you know, handling like that, I think is, you know, she's done this for so long and she has nothing but respect for those animals. And now, you know, is removing these hooks and, and, you know, placing them in tonic and, and doing that. And I, that's a really special, special situation, but I just, you know, if somebody just thinks that hitching a ride on a shark is cool for their Instagram. I, I just, I don't, see the need for that I, I think it's you know it's really disrespectful for these animals and um yeah I I, I really just uh, I don't like seeing it and uh, I think you know it's it's just something that's unnecessary but um that the biggest thing is is really respecting these animals to allow us to have these interactions whether it's with a bull shark or any species any any wild animal really right no thank you for that that's a good point and why I brought it up is because most of the time all I see when I'm diving here are nurse sharks, which are wonderful, and I'm really excited to see them, and bull sharks, which I'm, like, a little bit more on edge about. So <laughs> thank you for the clarification. Yeah, no, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to get it, and, and bull sharks, I think, especially, you know, in Florida, there's a lot of fishing, and people are mm -hmm. fishing off piers, and if you're in a shallow site, and, like, you're sharing the same space where they're bait in the water sometimes. And so, right. um, yeah, I, I, I get that, and it's, you know, but you also are, are, you know, you can have those questions, but, um, I think it's, that's, you're learning, you're asking and, and understanding that. And, um, if you are being cautious with the species that that's better than just charging in there and decide, you know, even nurse sharks, people are always like, Oh, you can just grab them. And, but well, there's still a wild animal. And, you know, right. I always, I, I get asked by kids a lot, like, do you ever ride sharks? And it's like, Oh my goodness. No. And, you know, I always say, well, if you saw a stray dog on the street, would you go up and yank its tail? No, because it might bite you. We don't, you don't know. Like it might not, but it could. And, right. and it would be your fault. So why is, if we grab a shark and something happens, it's still your fault. Like it's not, that animal's not a vicious and attack and, but that's what happens in the media. And right. I, it's really sad to see. And people just, you know, give them their space and respect them. And, you know, even the nurse sharks who, yeah, they kind of sit on the bottom and, but leave them. That's where they, you know, right. that, that shark is, is resting and just let it be. I love when I see them in motion, just kind of like cruising along. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. Yeah. They're, they are. Yeah. They're definitely cool. So I have kind of two more questions as we wrap up. One of my favorite questions to ask is what your favorite sea creature is, but I kind of found the answer already. You like you love your great hammerheads. Yeah, they're I just think they're the coolest animal on the planet. And I've had some really special moments um, with specific sharks and specific great hammerheads. And um, there's just something so remarkable about them and their eyes wide set. They don't look like any of the other sharks. And I just I don't know. I've I've had some really beautiful moments. Um, and there's something really special and they're an endangered species so mm -hmm. the more that I can do to learn and, and share that and teach others I think you know is just trying to hope that we don't see these animals disappear wonderful what is your favorite place or where is your favorite place to dive in the world um I'm really lucky it's in my backyard <laughs> uh, I just I I love Bimini I, it's so special and when it's hammerhead season and you're sitting on the bottom in 20 feet of water and you've got six great hammerheads and we had a tiger shark show up this year and 
um, you know, nurse sharks and you're just sitting down there, it's crystal clear and you're just going, oh my God, like I'm just sitting on the bottom and all these animals are around me and, um, and then go into the mangroves and there's baby lemon sharks and um, then we, you know, we have nurse sharks and black tips and it just, it's, it's so incredible that, and it still blows my mind that we can do that. We can sit underwater with those animals and, and to have that. And I, you know, I hope that I never lose that. Um, and I just, yeah, and to be able to do that, you know, hop in a boat five minutes and be, you know, in a really cool spot that people spend a lot of money and travel from all over to do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky that it's, it's my backyard. Oh, that's so cool. It's very special. So do you have anything that you'd like to say to the audience? Any parting words? Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to sharks, you know, people ask me all the time what they can do. And I think the biggest thing is to learn. Um, so if, if you're a shark lover, learn something new. Share that with somebody else. If you're a diver, share your phone experience, encourage others. Um, if you know nothing about sharks, start the journey, you know, pick something because a lot of the things that you might hear, man eaters, monsters, and um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And they're really, really incredible creatures. And, um, you know, there's over 500 different species. So, you know, whatever you're interested in, and, you know, it doesn't have to be white sharks or tiger sharks or hammerheads, like, you know, dive a little deeper and check out some of the little guys or the deep sea sharks. And just, just learn. Take the time to learn a little bit because no matter, you know, where you're from or your background or your interest level, I think just learning a little bit um, maybe can help you understand, you know, why people are fighting to save these animals and, and how to get involved. And you may, you know, become hooked on sharks and, and want to do more. And, and uh, so I think learning, it's education is so critical for any of the conservation efforts, science, everything, not just for sharks, but globally in order to, you know, enact changes. Education is a huge part of that. That's where it starts. So, um, you know, take the time to, to learn a little bit about these animals. And I, I think, you know, you'll, you'll be amazed at, at what you'll find. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Jillian. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, and thank you, you know, to everybody listening. I, I really appreciate getting to, to share this. And I hope that, you know, people will go out and dive and, and have these experiences and, and share them with others because it, it really, really is important. And there's so much that all of us can do. And so thank you so much for, for having me. Hey, listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Jillian's career in conservation work is pretty amazing. And I'm so happy she was able to come on the show and share it with you. One thing that Jillian brought up in this episode is to learn more and educate yourself, particularly with sharks, which have earned a bit of a bad rap. So my challenge for you today is to come up with one question that you have about sharks and either research it on your own or send me an email at hello at marinebio.life. If I don't know the answer, I'll ask an expert who will. If you're interested in learning more about Jillian's work, check out her Instagram or sharksforkids.com. I'll put a link in the show notes over at marinebio.life. I hope this episode illuminated a different side of marine biology for you. There are many ways to help the ocean, whether you're a scientist or a conservationist. Videography is a powerful tool that can help bring the ocean to those who don't have access. If you enjoyed today's episode, stay tuned for next week's episode. We are keeping with the Shark Week theme, but this time we are going down under. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd love to hear from you. 
Leave a comment under the show notes at marinebio.life or send me an email at hello at marinebio.life. We'll catch you next time on So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist.